it's time for a bonus, a bonus episode. I love episodes of theater, 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 theater. We're going off the beaten path, off the beaten path. We're off. Hi. Uh, uh, Man down, down. I, oh, he's singing. I, I thought is this you were constipated. Well, I thought that was constipation. Oh, <laughs> it is. It's singing, constipated singing, inspired by this week's topic. Yeah. I hate to be so fucking cruel. I know there are people that love this crap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rephrase it. Strike that. Uh, I understand it. that people Double it. love Try this, um, and uh, and I hate to be so disparaging of it, um, but woof, god damn. And we talked about it last week. We should say we talked. We mentioned it last week because we it was a lovely day. You guys took me out for lunch to celebrate my uh, job stuff and and all that. It was a gorgeous fucking day uh, at Universal City Walk in Hollywood. And then we went into the theater. <laughs> this is true. Now, you know, we don't want to give away our hand too much, but I will say this. Some people who are listening to this episode are probably fans of Dear Evan Hansen and have found this episode because they are fans of it. I want to be clear. Are... No, hold on. Hold on. There will be positive things said about this movie slash show. They will be minimal <laughs> there is not a lot good there and if you are a fan of it i fully understand but i actually do like implore you to like listen and just like hear the other side of it that isn't coming from like all the like he's so old like stuff on twitter like that's not actually i think what we're that's here not our jam no, no that's not where we're that's at. not my issue with it though no. it was a little distracting there are things that and we'll get into it there are things that are able to be hidden in the musical with beautiful stagecraft that are not able to be hidden in the film. And I'm talking thematics. Yes. I'm not just talking like problematic characters. I'm talking like the themes of this movie. And I, I, I just, I want us to talk it out a little bit because I'm, I have, I'm perturbed. Like I have so many feelings about this one. Um, but before we do welcome, <laughs> Now that we've given you that intro, welcome to Theater Theater, the theater podcast for theater nerds. I'm not reading this. This is off the dome, y'all. I've got this in my brain <gasps> oh now. Oh, my God. Wow, yeah. Theater nerds made by three theater makers from the L.A. theater scene. I'm Jay Bailey Bertram. I'm C.J. Merriman. And I'm Scott Leggett. And I'm Chippy Twatkuff. Yay! Welcome, Chippy. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I don't. C.J., you are far more accepting of Chippy than I am. Well. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like, are you not a fan of Chippy, Scott? It's not that I'm not a fan. Chippy and I have butted heads in the past. And <laughs> I've, yeah, it's been, you rough. know, it's, uh, and, and that's all I'm saying is that, you know, Chippy has, you have Chippy a history. O- Chippy owes me some money. We used to uh, fuck. Well, <laughs> Chippy. Well, this is new for me. See, this is, it was, it was, it was, it was a dark, stormy night and uh, I was on mushrooms. You both were and, lonely. I wasn't lonely. No, there was a bunch of people there. They all watched. Remember? Yeah, it was a. I I was there. I, here's the thing, Chippy's taking a nap. I think we need to. <laughs> little fellow tuckered himself out. <laughs> His last name is Twatcuff. 
Twatka. Um, tw family it's, name. It's, proud Twatka. family name. Yeah. It's uh, it's the Lithuanian. It's Lithuanian, the right? The crest. <laughs> what is on his family crest? Crest. Oh. No, the toothpaste. <laughs> Just dry toothpaste is on the crest. Chippy's okay. not got a lot going on. I shouldn't. I shouldn't piss on. This him. is a pro bits podcast. Pro bits. Um, and as of in the heights, pro Jimmy Smith. So uh, yeah. I, oh, Jimmy Smith. That's also a deep Easter egg reference to the podcast blank check, which I've brought up on this. Oh yeah. Podcast which I enjoy oh, yeah. myself. Kind of an homage to um, that. Another yeah. fun bit that's been since the beginning of this is the ice cream truck did pull up right outside my apartment right before mm -hmm. we started recording, and my neighbors have their speaker playing very loudly out can in the front yard. Can we take so. a five-second moment of silence just so that we can let everybody hear the, the beautiful street sounds of CJ? Here we go. Yep. <laughs> party happening in K-Town. Welcome to K-Town, everybody. It's yes. a block party in K-Town. It's like this every day <laughs> i dig that yeah and then fireworks at night almost every night yeah. of the year there's like kids playing in the hydrants and stuff right yeah. it's like yeah, yeah it's I'm cute like it. that <laughs> uh, la's the best i i do love this neighborhood i've been here eight years now so no but town, like man. sincerely i love la i, uh, I do too you love it <sighs> i do i love la Chippy, go back to sleep. I love Okay, I we should we should talk about this thing. We've we've put it off long enough. <sighs> Dear Evan, fuckwad, Stephen. Okay, I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> no. Dear, and we should focus that we're we're primarily talking about the film, although we will correct talk about the show. Also, we're doing this because we couldn't get through all the Shakespeare before we had to record Shakespeare. <laughs> really that's honest, true. That's true. Yeah. We were having trouble. So sorry, if anybody was looking for Shakespeare and clicked on this on accident, sorry. Yeah, Next I week. Next week. But maybe not. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Stephen Spassky's, uh slash. Pasek yeah. and Paul's Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, hey, Scott, there's a segment that we do, and I I guess we're going to do it. Yeah, it's, we got to stick to structure. Scottpedia. Scottpedia. Tell us about it, Scott. <sighs> Dear Evan Hansen is a 2021 American coming-of-age musical teen drama film directed by Stephen Jabosky from a screenplay by Stephen Levinson. It is based on the 2015 stage musical of the same name by Levinson, Penchpasek, and Justin Paul. Ben Platt plays the title role, reprising the performance that he originated on stage. The ensemble cast also includes Caitlin Deaver, uh, Amanda Stenberg, uh, Nick Dodani, Colton Ryan, Danny Pino, Julianne Moore, and Amy Adams. And Scottopedia. <laughs> there it is. Play out stinger. Insert here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The musical, when it hit, I remember it being a really big deal. And all I knew was that the kid from uh, 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 Pitch Perfect was going to be in a musical that oh. was by the same people as Dogfight. This is how it was pitched to me. Oh, and okay. And I was like, that's going to be awesome. That sounds mm -hmm. great. I can't wait. 
because he's kind of funny in Pitch Perfect, Ben Platt. He's he's a minimal anonymous part. Like he has like a few like cute lines and stuff, and he does like magic and he sings. I've got the magic in me, and it's really cute. And he's like he's an interesting character in that Pitch Perfect cinematic universe, which is uh, we're gonna do a bonus episode on someday. But it's not good, is my point. But if you like that sort of thing, he is good in that world. So when you're you know. A lover of musical theater and they say the guys who did dogfight which i think now has in retrospect is has is problematic thematically as well uh when we look back on it but it's we've set our piece on binge pasik and paul with greatest showman and stuff but i was excited about this thing mm-hmm. i was what was your context with this before this but I, before we saw the movie i had also read the script because people had talked about it so much and i had heard all the songs because they just play all the time i've never seen it on stage to be clear okay, Siege, okay what's your like background with this honestly i'd only known the big act one closer you will be found i've heard it a billion times i had to sing it at a memorial service a couple years ago um and then i remember um it was it was back in 2018 i was working with someone at lassa that was a huge like it was when everyone was talking about dear evan hansen and i and it was someone about 10 years younger than me and she was crazy for it she loved it and was like what's it about and she explained it to me and after five seconds i was like oh this is this is for young people because this is not something i connect with yeah thematically uh Scott? scott Um, I had been gifted and I can't remember exactly what it was, but I had, I got a CD, a compact disc, um, (laughs) of the original, (laughs) of the original Broadway recording. It was like a burn thing. And, and so I was like, ah, you know, I'll listen to it. I had been, and we'll come back to this as well. I'd been more familiar with come from away, Mm. uh, which is what it lost the Tony to uh, right, uh, he won right. Ben won. It won. Sure did. Okay, and the show did. He's got a good singing voice. I'll give him that. And I remember he hits the notes. (laughs) He hits the notes. Um, It's like the review of Keanu Reeves doing Hamlet. He said all the right words in the right order. Mm. Um, (laughs) I would have killed to see that. Honestly, it was in Canada. I would have. Yeah, it was in Toronto. It would have been fun. Got a lot of attention, but you know, and and I'm I'm not mad at Keanu Reeves for trying to do Hamlet. It was in Canada, so it was good. So it had to have been good. Blame Canada. At least had Canadian bacon. Blame Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God! When? When? South Park? When? They will, (laughs) if they haven't already. Yeah. Um, Okay. Anyway, so so, yeah, I'd 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 listen to the to the cast recording on the the compact disc (laughs) through my computer. and I remember going, oh, that's kind of interesting. I didn't know the story. I was trying to, you know, you know, just listening to the songs. And I'm I'm not a fan of their work. We disparaged them greatly with Greatest Showman. But in this one in particular, like, and I heard it, remember it back then. I'm like, this sounds like Ben Folds 5. <laughs> and I'm like, I'd rather watch a musical by Ben Folds. Well, I all... thought about the army that's that's on your fucking high. Yeah, no, it's the same shit. Different <laughs> it's absolutely, you know, and um, and but I so I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it uh, either. And, you know, reserve judgment, uh, you know, until uh, if I, I I won't ever see this show. Also, not to ruin anything, but one of the greatest moments of the viewing was Scott said, this sounds like Ben Folds 5, and then seconds later, a Ben Folds 
poster Posters showed on up the on the wall, wall and we were in, all like, in oh his my bedroom, God. in his bedroom, and then right next to it's a Radiohead one. I was like, man, mm. I'd really like to watch a Radiohead musical. Just somebody Ooh. lose their fucking mind and get dark with that, but um, <laughs> I don't see that ever happening. But, I, <laughs> is a, anyone? Go ahead. I keep interrupting. Go no, ahead. No, no. Go ahead. I'm, no, no. I was just no. going to say, no, do you no, think no. anyone out there is curious about what happens in this show? I Should we ask? Y'all. <laughs> are you guys, are y'all curious? Because we can do something about that. Y'all. CJ's Breakdown. Okay, so here's the funny thing. I I knew I whenever I want to have a little fun with it, obviously I write my own little silly breakdown, but I looked online to see what the internet said about it and the internet breakdown is um uh very um kind. So, I'll read you the internet one and then I'll read you my own. Okay, internet Oh Evan Hansen <laughs> Evan Hansen is an anxious, isolated high school student who's aching for understanding and belonging amid the chaos and cruelty of the social media age. He soon embarks on a journey of self-discovery when a letter he wrote for a writing exercise falls into the hands of a grieving couple whose son took his own life. Uh, and then this is what I wrote. An incredibly musically manipulative story about an anxiety-ridden teen trying to navigate through high school like all of us did. Lies, random plot points, and a fellow student's tragic suicide used as a prop propels Evan into social media stardom, high school-wide popularity, and the suicide victim's sister's arms until he's caught in the lie and let off pretty goddamn gently. A story of why social media is fucking terrible for everyone. <laughs> yes, and you, you hit on sort of the ultimate issue with, with the whole thing, both film and stage, is that... Pascal Paul and the writer really want Levinson, is that his name? Levinson. Yeah. Really want us to stay on his side. And that's mm -hmm. kind of impossible actually. Yeah. And the the what they used as a device for us to stay on his side is that he's depressed, very real depression, and he tried to kill himself, which is what the twist is. Spoiler alert, sorry. If you don't know, I don't know why you're listening to this. So, and if you don't know and you don't care, then that's why you're listening to this. So I think it inherently is already a huge issue. Now, there's a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of issues with this. We could step through moment by moment, but I think the first thing that is worth saying is that the director, Stephen Shabosky, also is usually just a writer. Like, he directs TV and stuff. Hmm. He's a writer. But, and he did direct Perks of Being a Wallflower, which is a very similar theme. Which he also mm -hmm. wrote. Which he wrote the book that, that and then he then And adapted. the book. So he uh, wrote the book, directed and wrote the movie, which that movie's kind of good. I, I like that movie that. very much. I like that and movie. it's very similar themed in a lot of ways. He also did Wonder, mm -hmm. which he also wrote, which is uh uh it's one of those things where it's sort of just just there to make you cry, if mm. that makes sense. Like, yeah. just very sad, and it's a little charming. It's a little charming. Uh, he did the screenplay for the 2017 live-action Beauty and the Beast. Which, which wasn't that yeah. different from the original movie, to be honest. I would argue that the reason it's bad is because it's both the same and not the same. I 
and they didn't, it didn't choose need to one be or the a live other. Movie, I didn't think. It and the beast was hot when he was a beast. He was. I will say, which is <laughs> speciality, but it's fine. I will. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will say this: the the Kenneth Branagh Cinderella, yes, is phenomenal. Yes, like truly, we needed it. Like it's great. Like mm-hmm. I love every bit of it. Kate Blanchett is the uh, evil stepmother. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend everybody check it out. I think if it's. You I think it's also Emma Watson's. Uh, oh no no never mind. I'm, it's not I'm Emma right. Watson. I forget the actress's name, but she's phenomenal in it. Yeah, she's it, great. And it's it is beautiful. And then they were sort of like, oh well, that worked. Let's do it again with all these other ones. But the reason why it works is because it's nothing like the animated movie. It's right. sort of like Ever After, where it lets itself be its own thing. It justifies a lot of stuff, but there's still magic, and it's still really fun. And Helena Bonham Carter's the the fairy, and it's 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 great. It's a little white, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's it doesn't matter. Watch it. But I will say, moving forward, they could have gone in that direction and made a weird new Beauty and the Beast or a weird new Lion King, even like like whatever. Yeah. The, or Aladdin. The issue is, is that they don't know whether or not they want to tap into our nostalgia and that sort of theme park thing of like, of like, oh my God, they recreated it perfectly, which could be fun, but you either have to do that, which isn't going to make you as much money if you want, if you want my opinion, or you have to flip it on its head or do something new or make some make it interesting in a way that I'm going, whoa, new take on this story, new new way of looking at Aladdin, new way of like take away all the stuff that doesn't work about Aladdin rather than trying mm-hmm. to justify it all. Right. Just do it different. Yeah. And it's why Lion King doesn't work because it's like I don't need a photorealistic version of Lion King. Lion King <laughs> is great because they can make faces at each other. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. They don't make faces at each other in this one and all you add is a scene with a beetle pushing poop. I don't know that that's enough of a change for me. Like, I don't know. It... I can literally watch that for hours. <laughs> the beetle Dumb pushing beetles? poop? Beetles pushing poop. All hey, right. If it's on planet Earth all day, when it's oh. in the middle of, uh, you know, <gasps> we should do Childish Gambino and Beyonce singing, riffing at each other. I don't know that that's my favorite thing. Yeah, they're great. It doesn't matter. Um, he does have a movie coming out, Chabosky, uh, called Back to the Back to the Reason Why We're Here. Um, I apologize for that, and I'm ranting, but I'm gonna let go of this. Prince Charming. It's a new Disney movie coming out. Don't think we need it, but it does exist. Is it? A- <sighs> <laughs> CJ's face says it all. Currently, there is no there is no information on it except it is described as a live action feature film about Prince Charming. Okay. Nope. No thanks. Great. Whatever. Yeah. We're gonna step away from that. So (laughs) that's that's the director. Um, I think we'll do a performance review at some point. Oh, by the way, because this just I just saw this on IMDb. Uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye is phenomenal. Jessica Chastain (gasps) needs the Oscar. It's phenomenal. Everybody go see it. Oh man, I love all that shit too. Tammy Faye and Jim. Oh man, I can't wait. I gotta see it. And Andrew Garfield is kind of next level in it. All All right, right. I'm in. And there's some cameos that really blow your mind, and it's just it's really fun. Highly recommended. Okay. Anyone want to talk? I've been talking. Sorry. (laughs) No, it. Thank you for hitting all that. Like, yes. it, yeah, it's, it's, there's, I'm opening a bottle. Thanks, Chippy. <laughs> Chippy, what do you think? 
<laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. Okay, see, he's getting he's getting worked up. He's woke up from his nap and you know, <laughs> this he's is where it goes eyes. downhill. He's cute. He's a little stinker. All right. I let's... have a question that you two might know better than me. How altered was this script from the theater script because ah. it seemed like hardly at all because it, there were a lot of moments and I can't think of specific ones right now where I'm like okay that probably worked in the theater on stage it did not work in close-up on camera four yeah. songs were cut right wow one, okay one song like was added? less song yeah one song was added I believe but the four songs that are cut are like like kind of boring songs oh all right you know like they don't they help they other help, people would argue that but i don't like them so much apparently the people the, the, what i read was that the, they flesh out these some of the secondary characters a little bit more okay um the other big difference which i, I kind of wondered about and I, I, i'm th i've thought about is that the character of connor who mm -hmm. is the one who commits suicide. Yes. Right. In the play is more distinctly a bully and a bully of Evan Hansen. And in the movie, they try to soften him and make him look more of He's different. Like, He's More evil. like a lost He's soul. More yeah. like a lost soul than... Right. But unfortunately, everything is so thin in the second act that we never actually get to a point where any of the moral turmoil of this... Because this is a morally fucked plot, right? And that's sort of on purpose. Just like Dogfight is that way, too. Like, do you guys know the plot of Dogfight? I do not. So Dogfight, in the simplest way, it's an old movie with Lily Taylor and River Phoenix. And it's um, these guys about to go off to war. It's their last night. And they have this tradition where they all have a dogfight, which means they all have to find the quote-unquote least attractive woman and bring her to a party and then whoever finds the the worst looking person wins the night and blah cute. blah blah cute and cute. so then this one guy finds this girl and brings her to it but then he feels bad so he leaves the party with her and then they end up um sort of falling in love but he's kind of awful to her the whole time and then at the end spoiler alert he basically comes back to find her and she's like maybe we could be together maybe and then it's like over and you're she takes like, her glasses off and puts on a prom dress and all of a sudden she's beautiful like yeah no. i mean it's it's, it's, it's not it's not, not like it's not like that it's but not it's, like okay. that but it's it's it yeah, still doesn't fully work um but the music is really great and i and i think that's why it has sort of lasted but they are into making morally ambiguous plot lines but i think can i bring up yeah is this a good time to bring up the robin williams movie i was it's sitting on my notes bring it up is yeah. it an actual movie or i thought it was just like test scenes and no because no, it's not, not on imdb no, 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 is it? No, no, oh no, no, oh no, no, sorry no. sorry oh no there's there's viral video going around of jamie costa doing um Robin Williams, a phenomenal, spectacular Robin Williams yeah. impression of a young Robin Williams. Do I want that movie? I don't know yet. I have a lot of weird feelings about it. I sure, will say, though, sure. it is very cool. No, I'm talking about there is a movie starring Robin Williams. It's maybe like four years before he passed. It's not, it's not, but it was, he wasn't making hits at this point, right? Yeah. right. He wasn't making a lot of Oscar plays. Right. This was called World's Greatest Dad. Oh, 
Okay. And it's is it a Bobcat Goldthwait directed? It, it is a Bobcat Goldthwait directed and written. Yeah. And it's dark. And it is purposefully dark. And Junie from Spy Kids, the kid who plays the young boy from Sp- the the brother from Spy Kids, okay, is his son. And within the first fifteen minutes of the movie, you realize that this son is horrible, just the worst kid. Like he's a sociopath. And should I tell more? I want people to watch this movie. How much am I supposed to tell, Scott? No, I there's think, a lot. To I think this movie. I think the big hook. The big hook is is that the. The, the kid dies. It's assumed to be a suicide. Robin Williams writes his suicide note. And so that there is a suicide note because so he is... knew that people hated his son. And he puts out the suicide note. And the suicide note goes viral. And he ends up becoming a famous writer because he starts saying all of this stuff that he wrote because he's trying to become a famous writer was by his son. So his son becomes this like posthumous famous writer, but it's actually all stuff that his dad wrote. It is fucking great. Robin Williams is like it's at one bat. of his most underrated performance by far. Bailey mentioned this to me when we were walking out to our cars after the movie that I yes. needed to watch it. I yes, I've got to get in there and see that for sure. It's I'm called writing World's it down right now. Greatest Dad, and right. I but, it's it's it handles. It both handles and doesn't handle in the right way that a Bobcat Goldthwait movie is going to the morality of everything that's going on. And it is about his inner, like, what the fuck? And it's kind of starts proving that maybe he's a sociopath. Maybe he and and I can go on that journey because I know I'm not watching a, a teenage Tumblr era crap fest. Sorry, <laughs> I shouldn't be that that straight up. Well, um, and the uh, the other thing that that world's greatest dad has is a a very and I mean very extremely dark humor that goes along with it. Not that it is all humorous; that it gets quite dramatic as it goes through. But there's there's a humor going on too that keeps it afloat. That's the thing I, I, that's my big issue with these, uh, these two songwriters, and in particular this show, is there is no wit, there is no charm, <laughs> there is no valve of funny or any, it is so wrought with feelings and i get it and 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 i know that some people connect to that but there's no valve on this at all and that was my problem is it became as a film just unpleasant that's the thing i kept repeating as as it was going on and as we walked out and since then is that it's just fucking unpleasant to me Right. And when I thought about it afterwards, agreed, Scott, when I thought about it afterwards and when I thought about the people that were sitting behind us that were clearly like very emotionally connected to this movie, it's it's so unfortunate that it fell out the way it did, because I mean, a, a fucking modern day musical that it's a, that's about that's addressing mental health and like, right. I like the song that they had. It was him and the like school president and they were talking about the meds they were on and stuff. I mean, that's such a current thing that people are now feeling more comfortable to discuss. It's so unfortunate that it was smashed into this musical. It It's such an opportunity to to create something that a lot of people can connect to and grab onto, And it just was so badly done. It, yeah, it just, um, and I think it missed all that. Like, by the like, questions that I started asking was, I want to see the shrink. 
like I, and I'm sure that they went through because they went through a ton of iterations of of the show as as it was building and developing. And I know people characters came and went and were combined and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh, and that Ben Platt was around from the beginning of it. Um, but um, yeah, I just uh, I was like, what? His father also produced the show, right? That explained uh, yeah, to me was why gonna... he was one of the re- he was the only remaining cast member from the live show, correct? Yeah. In this movie, right? Okay. I believe that's true, which is interesting. And you know, like we said this at the beginning, like I didn't, I don't, I don't care about casting age age inappropriate people. I actually don't because I don't know that you can name like. Tom Holland is 24. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's a little different, but I'm well, just saying, like, you look at like, the cast of Greece, no... like, John Travolta's 30. Like, they're all know, in their like, 30s. They're, they're yeah, in their like, 30s. Like, it's, it's, it's we, okay. It's fine. I don't care about that. I, like, honestly, he gives a performance that is very stage, and I think a lot of people have said that that's their issue with it as well, where they're just like, well, it's just, they're all giving stage performance, or, like, he's giving a stage performance, and everybody else is giving a film performance. And I, I guess I felt that, but I wasn't, his performance is fine. Like, like, like actually, truly, there was never a moment where I was like, well, fuck Ben Platt. He has no time. That's <laughs> right. never what you feel. Right. No. That's never what you feel. You're sort of like, yeah, I get it, dude. And Julianne Moore has some really nice moments in this, even though that character, uh, I, I'm She's not even the best part, but that she had nothing to work with. He is, with. but that part is written like shit. Yeah. 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 Amy because Adams too. Like. Yeah, that's I always a love her. Little bit and better her written part. Was part. Bad too. Yeah, it's a little bit better written just because she gets more time. That's the sure. only reason. Ju- Julianne Moore's role, the uh, Mrs. Hanson. I don't know what's her name. What's her name? Um, his mom. It's such a weird, thankless, like underwritten role, and then she gets that one scene where she sings that song and we're just meant to kind of just stare at her. But unfortunately the director is making these insane choices where he's like cutting kind of like jagged back and forth, Mm -hmm. different angles of her. And I'm like, honestly, like just sit on her, just let her act. She's Julianne Moore. You don't need to get stagecrafty here. You don't need to get cinematic. Let her sing this song and say, and do this monologue. I did read though that she actually was very nervous because they did sing live for this, and sure. I did read that she was out of everybody, she was the most nervous and standoffish yeah. about singing live. And so I it might did, be edited for that purpose. Yeah. Well, she had the one big note at the end of the song that was very, very high, and she was still belting it. And they cut away from her, and I wondered if I almost—I mean, especially after reading that she was nervous about singing live, I was like, I wonder if she's like, nope, I don't want the camera on me for that, or something. You know, I, you my know whatever. argument to that is: hmm. Why are you casting somebody who would be nervous about singing live if you're going to have them sing live? Sure. Well, cast I mean, the people from the Broadway cast. Sure, and, sure. You know, she, but they got to sell the shit. You know. Yeah, I get it. I mean, yeah, that Chabosky came under a lot of fire because he was like, you know, well, we need people that can, you know, work on film, and it, and you know, a lot of people were, you know, offended well, by Amy that. Amy Adams I mean, I is a proven it, but... singer, Enchanted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's done her. You know, we get it. So like, Amy Adams sells tickets like a motherfucker. So she, sure. you already got her. Yeah. Um, you could have cast someone more interesting as 
her husband. Her husband, um, I kept saying to you guys, who is that guy? Who is that guy? And the only reason why he was familiar to me is he's in all of the crime procedurals, like SVU. I've seen sure, him sure. a billion Chicago times people. whenever I go home. Because my parents CSI probably would immediately Santa be like, Monica. I know him. Like, that's right. why I knew him. But, but this argument that Jabosky would make about, like, selling it with, with actors, you don't. This is Dear Evan Hansen. It was one of the biggest musicals of the last 30 years. Like, yeah. it was a huge deal. People shit over it. It's going to have an audience. And in fact, probably was m under more fire because it was Julianne Moore and other people. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. might have might have done better if it had been more sold as like, no, this is a, this is a musical musical. This is for people who love musicals. Mm -hmm. You like Hamilton? Check this out. Yeah, and then you could get really cinematic. And it, unfortunately, and we've talked about it, but the the second act is like skin crawling. Like I was uncomfortable the whole time, yeah. and I I couldn't even when I really think about it. I don't even know that I have the verbiage to describe why I'm uncomfortable or offended. But the whole back half of it, I'm sitting there just like. What are they trying to say? What are they trying to say about Connor? Because because I think what most people would say, there's people screaming at us right now who are saying it's about how we should be kind to each other and we should like look out for each other and the guy who's kind of weird and acting weird instead of like being mean to him or like thinking he's weird, you should like check on him and like get him help. Sure. Mhm. Mm yeah. There are better ways saying. to tell that story. Yes. Yeah. Right. But that's what people, I think, walk away with, I think, is what they think they've walked away with. And I think there's a little bit of saviordom here where people walk out like, I'm going to help someone who's weird. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> that's not what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Everyone's depressed. It's a spectrum. You know what I mean? There are people who are deeper than others. And there mm -hmm. are people who don't have people to help them. That's true. Melancholy Play does a really good job of pointing out that the idea is if someone is that deep maybe you should find a way to go get them it doesn't mean anything that's happening in this musical though there's no parallel there like what is evan doing for anyone and they talk about well the virility of it when it goes viral everybody gets these like little bits of hope and i'm like yeah but it's just like his his depression is going viral and therefore it's helping people. Okay. I guess that's what we're saying. Yeah. Sure. I, I think my favorite headline that I read about this was, I uh, hate this music. <laughs> my favorite headline I read uh, the movie review that I read for this was the problem with the movie is that it didn't fix the problems with the script to begin with. Like yes. the script showed up broken and not good. Yeah. And Wait, a movie and wasn't can... going to make that better. But you can, but with stage, you can get away with a lot of shit because when we see theater, we're used to endings that are unsatisfying. We're used to anti-heroes. We're used to like things ending in a weird place, right? We've covered a thousand plays where and, and also ambiguous the, endings. And also the pleasure of seeing songs performed live and seeing yeah. the singing and, and the stagecraft i've heard it's a beautiful show the tony performance is awesome yeah oh it's great i rewatched it for this and yeah i agree and it's it's all of that that he's i think just i think chabosky just strikes a bad tonal note he's not quite yeah. sure 
and so he's trying to ground it in this reality and it it doesn't be it's not it doesn't feel real but it doesn't feel big enough to be something else either i think you hit that square on the head bailey yeah and also at the centerpiece of it and this bothers me quite a bit and it's the song has bothered me a bit that the biggest song in the show is a lie and and he's although he's expressing his true feelings it's a fib he's he's selling a lie by telling the song but that's not how people listen to it and that's not how people respond to it but i was just kind of like this is this is a little right. whack it's and that's the end it's of like the one, greatest right? showman stuff yeah yeah yes yes okay it's like the greatest showman stuff where it's sort of like uh 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 contextually without context the songs are kind of a bop but actually mm-hmm. when you put them in context to the musical they're absolute trash is what you're saying yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess i mean it and yeah i mean the music just doesn't hold up for me and that's my taste and and sure. a, a lot of other factors yeah. going into it um i i have what i've heard from dogfight i do think is sounds stronger to me but i just uh, there's something even in la la land which they won the oscar for the yeah. song i'm like and i didn't hate that movie some people for city hate. of stars which is like yeah it's like basic. what yeah. you know but it's all you know it's all whatever marketing and all that but right um you know uh what was you know sam mendy's best quote about the oscars was just remember that the oscars is just a tv show yeah that's all it is true he said that upon receiving his oscar so but it's um, but there's truth to it but it just yeah i'm it it I just don't quite get them and I don't, but what they do and we talked about it when we were watching greatest showman is they know what buttons to push. If you're not aware, it's kind of like if you don't know how a con works, how you can be conned. Right. And I always feel like they're trying to con me. You're hitting that note right there and that you, but you're not putting enough behind it for me to care or feel, uh, or be inspired. Um, you know, and then big drums, Big drums, bump, 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 drums. Can we do a very quick performance review? Just pass yes. fail the yes, top yes, like yes. ten people. All right, here we go. Ben Platt, pass fail. Pass. Although, quick digression. What else would you put this guy in? That's what I was gonna say. I I want to see him in something else. Watch Pitch now. Perfect. He's cute in it. I want to see him is, something like now it, that, though. That, like, that seems sure. like. That seems like it just he needs to stay on stage. stage. He needs to be in person. Ryan Murphy stuff. He was good in The Politician. Like he's a Ryan Murphy guy now. That's what he okay. should be. Okay. 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 Um, uh, what do you think, Siege? Pass. I, I pass as a singer. Yeah. Soft I, pass. I like Soft his pass. voice. Yeah. Soft pass. Soft. A pass. gentleman's uh, pass. Julianne Moore. Pass. Soft pass. It's bad material. She's fine. Yeah. She does I a good job. She's, she's a good actress. Caitlin Dever as Zoe. Oh, she's the best thing. I she think. was the best one part of, my, of the movie. She Absolutely. was one of my favorites. I mean, sorry guys, my cat is being so fucking annoying. Um, I, <laughs> I was trying to f- remember where I saw her, and she's in that fucking amazing Netflix series, Unbelievable. 
yeah. that right. Grizz produced or and helped write or something. She's all over the place, actually. She's, she's got great. Pretty cool she's little a good MVP. actress. Yeah. And she's a good singer, too. So, yeah, I gave her a pass for sure. Yeah. Uh, most recently, she was in Booksmart, which is one oh. of my favorite. Everyone's talking about oh, that. I haven't seen it yet. CJ, oh, you'd you love will, it, Siege. You will and that's not, love it. It's not one of those things, oh, my God, you love it. You haven't seen that. It's actually mm-hmm. very good. Okay. Um, good. You yeah. will love it. Uh, she was also in Short Term 12 when she was younger, which yes. is when the first time I saw Brie Larson really like do dramatic hmm. work she's okay cool i got um, to see that with uh, uh and a q a with brie larson after the movie cool the Ooh. Yeah, i love yeah, that movie that was before oh it's great yeah uh rami malik's first outing i love rami too. um okay uh amy adams pass. pass i think she does the best with what she got yeah it's... i give her a soft fail because i think she's doing she sings very nicely but character-wise, I don't know that I was eh, soft, soft, soft pass. I'm being a dick. Okay, <laughs> gentleman's pass. Uh, Danny Pino as Larry, her husband. He's very anonymous to me. Like I didn't remember him. I don't remember him. He's, He's handsome. Soft fail. Soft fail. Um, Amanda Stenberg as Alana. She's oh, pass. I thought she was good. In role. Yeah. Who actually her song, and actually her arc is something that i think if they injected that into the second act and started like all of a sudden you're following her that would be actually a sick way to fix this whole thing where it becomes this like actually evan hansen's kind of a fuckwad and like and amandala kind of is the one who realizes it and and maybe it gets into her moral battle about whether or not she should be like telling people or not and like they just don't go as deep into it as i think they could she's Um, yeah i thought she was great because she actually has the legit message about mental health she's the only yeah, one who yeah. gives us any legit messaging right. about anything yeah um okay colton she, she's a pass i love her colton ryan as Con- connor he i th- i thought he was good i'd give him a pass yeah um, he's not given a lot but what right. he's, he's given it's interesting and i guess i, in I the... liked him a lot like i like connor in this movie and mm-hmm. i i think they meant for that to happen i think it's engineered that way but i do i think he's good yeah soft pass um Okay, and this is the one I don't know. I let me know what you what you think. Nick Dodani as Jared Kawani. I, I love. That, go ahead, Scott. I, I was just gonna say. Apparently, it's he's got a much bigger role in the in the play. Um, I thought uh, he was. I thought he was a clearly talented, dude. Same with me. I was like, this guy is talented. He just doesn't have anything to work with. I really love him on the show Atypical. Oh, yeah. You were talking he's, about that. Oh, that's on my list. So good on Atypical. And he's done a lot of stuff earlier, like when he was younger and stuff. But that's the one that I know him most from. And I got to say, he was bad in this compared to who he is in Atypical. And oh, okay. they're kind of similar characters. Mm. Like very witty, like kind of nerdy, but like smart, but like kind of cool, but not. Yeah. And like, I just was... The whole time like what are these line readings bro like what is how did you decide to say it like that and i think mm. he was making interesting choices but they were big and they were a little musical theater which is maybe the point i didn't like it I, i'm giving him a strong fail because oh, I, i'm right. a big fan of his and this was weird for me the whole every line he said i actually think at one point like nudge scott like what like what is he doing up there it was weird thoughts uh, n- no, I, I'll go along with that. I'm not familiar with his other work, so I'm just sort of responding to this. I, I felt like 
I, maybe you nailed it on the head. He's he he is a little musical theatery in this, but I I don't know what else he's given, and God only knows what his direction was. But right. he's trying to make the most of his thing. But he does to quote my old theater professor Richard Nichols. It feels like he's in a different film, like he's <laughs> and it, he's not really part of the world in in a lot of ways. Yeah, I want to see him do something. Same as Ben Platt. I would like to see him do something else, not this. <laughs> I kind of yeah. want to, th- this is almost a cliche, I kind of want to see him play Seymour in Little Shop. Oh, like, yeah. That kind of, is he too nebbishy for that? I mean, the role is... I think he would put be too put upon. Like, I think he would He would go, he would go, f- like, back to, like, the, like, <laughs> like, weird, like, jittery shit that, like, Hunter Foster used to do. I don't want to, I don't think he'd be good. Okay. I think he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd give it too many mannerisms, and I just think, I think it, we need someone to do something different with Seymour. I don't what know. A, okay. What about Pippin? Sure. Okay. I don't like that musical. He's well, a little old that's because you're incorrect. Well, <laughs> Pippin's fine. Pippin, no, well, he, I mean, Pippin could be in his early 30s and still work. Gotta find my coin. <laughs> Thanks, Chippy. That was Chippy. Okay, so... <laughs> damn um, it, Chippy. God damn it, Chippy. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's close it out. I'm done with this. I don't think we need to give it any more voice. Is there any final thought you want to say on it? And then I think we should do our uh, spotlight and get out of here. No. It just, I, it just was an unpleasant film. And... Um, yeah. And wasn't it, it just wasn't able to be lifted at all? No. Uh, I this is something that I constantly preach about. I feel like the birth of this show and the continuance of this show and the love of this show is a symptom of the times where people are not capable of taking responsibility for their own shit and making things right in a good way and just mm. blaming somebody or something else. Okay. Yeah. Word. Damn. Lay it down, girl. What's your final thought, Sky? <laughs> oh, I just said it. What's your final thought? <laughs> My final thought is that I if you need help with mental health, please look up resources. There are tons in our bio. Yep. And in our uh in the actual description of this episode, there is at the bottom, there's a link tree that has tons of mental health uh, uh, awareness things, but also just resources, numbers you can call, things like that. Because at the end of the day, this movie had kind of a massive um, responsibility to people who are dealing with mental health issues, and it doesn't it doesn't do it. Yeah. And I think that's the worst Agreed. part about this, and I think that's why I'm so angry at it. And mm-hmm. I think it's irresponsible and I uh, get help if you need it, but also you're not expected to fix yourself uh, if you don't want to. So here, here, yeah, we love Agreed. you. Um, and nobody can tell you that you are uh, less than except yourself. So um, yeah. stop doing it because you're beautiful. We love Agreed. you. We love you. Anything we don't else? Love you. You guys we don't love do you, a... Chippy, but we love you. Does anybody have a, LA Spotlight. LA Spotlight? 
Uh, I don't at this particular time. Uh, I things do. Things are starting to happen. I know you do. Um, but I will announce something uh, during part one and two of our Shakespeare episodes coming up um, that everybody can hopefully respond to. Yes. CJ, do you have any LA spotlights? I do not. Chippy, what was yours? I'm doing a musical of Billy Madison at Fringe. <laughs> okay. Uh, Billy Madison the musical. Yeah. Uh, All right. Chippy, you can go the fuck away now. All right. What's your LA spotlight? That was, no, that was just oh, Chippy. Oh, that was it. Chippy. Oh, it was Chippy. Um, uh, I don't have any. Go uh, Buy tickets to Head Over Heels at Playhouse, P- Pasadena Playhouse, uh, starring Alaska Thunder, Thunderfuck 5000 <gasps> and Leah Delaria. Uh, so it's cool. going to be incredible. Love you all so much. Um, thank you Miles for joining us. Miles and Buds are the same thing. Miles and Buds are the same thing. Also, uh, join us next week for Titus Padronicus, part one. We're going to try and keep it in two episodes. I think that's going to be best. Yeah. Uh, sure. We'll be reading Mackers, the Scottish play, and we'll also be reading Titus Andronicus and Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot to talk about that, especially in pop culture and the fact that the new West Side Story is coming out and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get into it. Uh, I just hit my mic. I love you guys. I will see you later. I gotta go. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Oh, big shout out to Ryan Thomas Johnson for writing our theme song and for Pam Quinn for writing our special Insta theme song. I should have gotten that in there earlier. There we go. Thanks. (laughs) I've learned to slam on the brake before I even turn the key, before I make the mistake, before I lead with the worst of me. Chippy, join me. Give them no reason to stay. <laughs> They're slipping up if you slip away. So I got nothing to trip. Now I got nothing to say. Step out, step out of the sun if you keep getting burned. Step out, step out of the sun because is. you've learned. Because you've learned. Always looking at will I ever fucking fucking be the man? Cause I fuck fuck fucking with your shit. I'm chipping toward the coffin, fuck you. I'm I'm done. I'm gonna see you later. Later, everybody. Oi. The theater, the theater. Theater, theater. Theater, theater. Hey.